0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you.
2: Yates For Center chat line is open if you want to weigh in on uh, your thoughts on the Rangers or... Uh tech football and we'll get to that this morning uh, the other baseball as well you can uh, hit us up in the ace foreign center chat line through the double t97 through mobile presented by happy state bank visual edge it hotline is open to at 806 so i have a couple of baseball questions for you I'm just these are you know thirty thousand foot view of things do you think with how the playoffs are set up now <clears throat> where you have to win a wild card series if you don't get a buy and then you win a division series, and then you win um, an American League Championship Series. So you've got basically three steps to get to the World Series. Do you think it's harder today than it's ever been to get to a World Series and if, get to and to win a World Series?
3: If you go through the wild card, yeah, you have to win more games.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's 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 you know,
3: because I mean, if you could obvious, be the, right? the Astros and it would be just like it used to be.
2: Right. But still, I mean,
3: not not like it used to be a long time ago and mm-hmm. there's just a, you know, a championship series and and the world series, but
2: See, and, and I was thinking about that this morning going I think in the past before the division series or before even the wild card when it was just the division winners that would meet off and you'd have the four divisions, you know, the the west and the east in each league and then the two winners of the West and the East played in the American League Championship or Series or National League Championship Series, and then they played for the, the World Series. I think it was harder to get to the playoffs back in the day, but I think now it's harder to win it all because of the extra steps.
3: Yeah. Both those things are accurate. I mean, just the numbers tell you it's harder to get to the playoffs when there's more teams in now than there used to be.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so it's uh, – it's it's easier to get in the playoffs today than it used to be, but it's harder to win it all than it used to be. Once you're in, right? Now, let me ask you this: Do you think do you think that there should be reseeding after each after each round? In other words, after the wild card round, after the division series, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Do you think we'll see that?
3: Mm, not sure. Not sure. I, I know that. There's been a lot of talk about that, but I'm not sure if that'll happen or not.
2: And you know, we're, you
3: would have—it's kind of one of those deals that you would have thought if they were going to do it, they would have just done it from the get-go. They thought it was necessary,
2: right? But maybe they underestimated the time that teams sit. You know, uh, with you know, like the Dodgers, like the like the Orioles. The Dodgers are on the verge of getting eliminated. That that could happen tonight in Phoenix when they take on the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Phoenix. Uh, Arizona leads that series two games to none. Uh, It could have happened in the Braves-Phillies series pretty easily because the Braves needed a game-ending double play in a playoff game for the first time in the history of ever to win that game.
3: With the double play involving an outfielder. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um,
3: There's been just... Six four threes to end up. Okay, end up, so but the, not the, just you have to have an outfield. You have involved. to
2: throw that that caveat in there. Anyway, the, the my the point is is that were it not for the eighth inning home run and then the outstanding catch, um, and you could always say well the ifs and buts, but I mean Phillies had the Braves on the ropes the other night.
3: I, I you know I guess yeah, um, Braves are a good team. I, I don't I don't blame the fact that the Dodgers are down 2-0 on the layoff. Arizona outplayed them.
2: Yeah, you know, they got hot. I mean, it's about it's about when you get hot, right? I mean,
3: are we saying that about the Rangers? The only reason the Rangers won is because the Orioles had five days off. No, no, we're saying the the Rangers offense was pounded on their pitching, and mm-hmm. Rangers pitching was better.
2: Yeah. So I mean, it you know it it it, um, it will it, it is interesting. I mean, it is something that you think that, that there might are
3: advantages be. to both. Yeah. There's no question. There's advantages to both.
2: All right, so um, let me ask you this: um, Do you think it messes with mojo for the Rangers to insert uh, Max Scherzer into um, the the roster, and even uh, John Gray? Uh,
3: if they're if they're healthy and they're confident in their health, then I d- I don't think so. I mean, it's not like they haven't been with the team all season long. They've can they, the can they pitch in the bullpen?
2: Well, we're going to find <laughs> we're going to find out about Max Scherzer today hearing? because he's going to pitch a simulated game today, and then we'll def- see how how his arm is tomorrow.
3: You're definitely not bumping Avaldi or Montgomery. No, okay, you're, not, you're not even considering that. But I mean Andrew Haney, who went what three innings, three and a third or whatever on on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think you. I'd say. If uh Max Scherzer is ready, let's roll Max.
2: What about uh Aroldis Chapman? Would you would you put him on the sideline?
3: And trade him back to Baltimore. Trade him back just to,
2: give him back to Baltimore. Give him back to Baltimore. <laughs> Goodness gracious, I man. He he makes those games exciting for little to no reason. He's
3: been exactly what he's been the last, you know, ten years of his career. hmm It's exactly what he's doing for the Rangers. Make At times he's gonna be great and at times he's going to be terrible and then the other times you're going to be on the edge of your seat the whole time
2: yeah you got two outs and then boom 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 and then you got to bring in pico to shut the door you don't like that nickname do you
3: i'm just not a nickname guy okay i mean there's exactly like eight people in the world that know who Pico is.
2: Well, I mean Eric Nadell is making uh, yeah. it making it yeah. world re- world renowned.
3: Yeah,
2: I mean he's trying he's trying one game at one game at a time. I would I would not have known that that was his nickname were it not for uh, for Eric Nadell, And so now I'm kind of being a treetop tadler by uh, pushing that forward here in Lubbock. Uh-huh.
3: If you're Taylor Demerson's parents mm-hmm. and. You're watching a national broadcast of a football game. Are you wanting the national broadcasters to refer to your son as a Rabbit?
2: I don't know. Or I, would
3: you just rather they call his name?
2: I don't know. I. I
3: it's I, one thing if the local guys are doing it. I think it's totally okay. Mm-hmm. But in a national broadcast, I think you would want your. Ki- I would the think people so. People saying yeah. your kid's name.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like the
1: CJ. Why he's Baskerville. Nathaniel Lowe instead of Nate Low? Yeah. Right
3: yeah yeah. Right. yeah I thought that was a little bit odd the other night
2: well calling him rabbit yeah. on the yeah, on the national broadcast yeah mm-hmm. right yeah' that's that's fair I mean generally speaking we've referred to him as Dadrian taylor demerson we've we've not
3: it's a hard one to say though rabbit's <laughs> a lot easier rabbit rabbit is <laughs> rabbit is
2: a, is a lot a e- and who knows maybe he <laughs> maybe they asked him is that he prefers rabbit, maybe his mama says. He runs like a rabbit. I I don't know what the genesis of his name is.
3: Um, seems like they
1: gave one of those. I think it was Keith Patterson that gave it to him.
3: No, I don't think. Well, I don't know. You might be right, Jeff. It seems like they gave who. Give me another nickname that we have on our team. Mm. I thought they mentioned that in one of the one of the uh, TV broadcasts recently. Where it came from?
2: Well, you got. Uh, I think well, had red Muddy
3: red. Waters.
1: You had yeah. Rabbit. You had. Well,
3: everybody knew what what Muddy came from. Yeah, and and that was that was not it because he's he's gone. I think it they I think they gave Rabbit the other day or not this Did week at the week okay. maybe I, a couple weeks ago okay a road game I missed I missed it then. maybe the West Virginia game I okay. think they they said it was something about when he was little chasing chasing the running around he was like Ch- a rabbit he was like a rabbit quick. kind of just. Really quick and hard to catch or something.
2: Did your parents have a nickname for you?
3: They did not. (laughs) They
2: did not. How do you feel about the nicknames that Clint gives you on the bottom line? Clint who? (laughs) Okay, right. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) uh, 6.23 this morning here on the morning drive. Take your thoughts and comments on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Um, Are you a fan of Creed?
3: I'm okay with them. I think they're kind of like the running joke or whatever, but I I think they put out some, some, a few songs that were, that were catchy that I enjoyed.
2: Yeah. Um, I, uh, I heard, uh, Hacks and Choice. They talked about how if it was, there seemed to be a a split of an opinion on this on uh, the end of the bench yesterday on 100.7 the score. Choice seemed to kind of rally behind if the Rangers, you know, took care of business that it would be an all Creed day today on uh, the end of the bench. And Hacks was, he was not signing off on that. So I don't, I don't know who carries the lumber there.
3: Yeah, I don't know. No, We're no. Gonna, we may,
2: we may find out uh, who's, who's going to do that. But apparently Creed and the music of Creed in the uh, locker room or clubhouse for the Rangers has been of their anthems so
0: the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 is presented by cantex roofing and construction
2: hey good morning it is the morning drive on lovex Sports station double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com uh bold statement if the rangers make it to the world series i think creed will sing the national anthem at the first home game for the rangers
1: Well, they're going to have to get back together first.
2: Well, they are getting back together. They uh, they talked on the broadcast last night that they're uh, they're doing a cruise this summer where they're going to all get back together. But i I bet you this summer that literally just well, I mean this this, uh, this coming summer, this
1: coming summer supposedly. So they haven't picked up instruments together in like
2: well, I don't know a decade. How about
3: just the lead singer? I mean you don't really need a full band to yeah. to do uh the national anthem. I
2: mean, you could do a you, know, you could have you know, a tribute band. They What's just, the lead singer's name? I have no idea.
3: Oh okay. Do you know? No clue.
2: Okay. Yeah. You I, seemed
3: really interested, so I thought you would know. No,
2: well yeah. I mean, I'm interested. i so was it I haven't gone done a deep dive of, you know, creed history. I mean, I <clears throat> I can't sing any of their songs. I don't know any of their lyrics. I know that generally when it comes on on the radio, it generally goes somewhere else. So I've not really been a big creed guy over the years. So that's, that was just a, it's just a bold statement. okay? Just a bold statement. Um, for uh, Bruce Bochy, if he makes it to the World Series and wins it, he would become just the sixth to have four or more World Series wins. The uh, the leader in the clubhouse is uh, Joe McCarthy. He has seven. Casey Stingle also has seven. Um, Connie Mack has five. We're talking about old time guys, and then present day—well, really not present day—but Walter Alston, who <clears throat> was—he was the precursor to Tony Larusso, was there twenty-something years, and really in the in the new modern era, Joe Torre would be the gold standard with four.
3: I would love to know what the Rangers fan base out there right now listening to this show is thinking.
2: Oh, you think I'm like I'm like I'm cursing the Rangers or
3: you haven't even got to the World Series and you're talking about if they win the World Series.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: I mean, I'm fully going Tim Tadlock on you here, but (laughs) I mean, could I mean, I feel like you're jumping ahead there. Okay. I mean, like if you were to say, um, if he reaches the World Series, mm-hmm. then that would make sense because that's the series that you're in.
2: Yeah, if he reaches it, yeah.
3: Okay, but if I'm a Ranger fan, I'm like, dude, slow down. Okay, slow your roll. Well, I I I
2: think probably people say that probably pretty much every day. Yeah, slow your roll. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm the I'm the uh, I'm the I'm the student driver, driving uh, you know, and getting my driver's license, and you're the instructor. With his foot on the brake. <laughs> you know? <laughs> which is probably necessary from time to time. They
3: have to get there before they can win. <laughs> right, right. right. Yeah. Like D- the hardest part mm-hmm. of the postseason so far yeah. is gonna be the next step. <clears throat> yeah. Did you hear him when
1: he was asked about playing the Astros possibly? He said, I've just been focused on one game at a time. Yeah. Who said that? Bochi.
2: Bochi. Yeah. Well that's why he's you the, know, That's why he's
1: like in line to be, he, he was worried about the Baltimore series. Yeah. Hasn't even thought about the yeah. ALCS yet.
3: Maybe when the Rangers have three wins in the World Series, you can give us that stat. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll I'll put that on the side. I'll put it back in my pocket. Yet.
2: Okay, I'll, I'll put it put it back in my put it back in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, at any rate, you know, was, I thought it was a fun little fun little stat.
3: Well, no, well, it, it it will be if he mm-hmm. gets there. But I'm just I just feel like there's a lot to go before okay. you get there. How
2: about how about two real things from the game last night? Early on, the Rangers had six base runners with um guys that had two strikes against them and that's and good stuff. and Baltimore could not get them could not get out of the inning. And put them away? Couldn't put them away.
3: That's good stuff.
2: Couldn't couldn't put them away. Yeah. You like that one? That's See, good that's that, awesome. Yeah. That was yeah. that was good. Here's here's another one for you.
3: That's battling up there, Chuck.
2: Well, just and just go
3: and win the next pitch, man. Doesn't matter what the count is.
2: And you, you talk about battling up there. How about how about Nathaniel Lowe in his like 15 pitch at bat that ends with a liner out, but just wears out the pitcher. Mm-hmm. Just wears yeah. out the pitcher. Yeah. Um, so uh, somebody says this: Chuck, hush and drink your coffee. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hush and drink your coffee.
3: You got stats on if Dusty Baker wins the World Series? Uh,
2: uh, it'd be a second. <laughs> I, 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 if, I said, if I said Tony La Russa, I meant Tony Lasorda. Yeah, Tony Lasorda is the one that replaced Walt Alston. Yeah. And Walter Alston was a guy that had like 25 one year contracts. I mean, he always had just a one year agreement with the Dodgers. Hmm. And then the Dodgers it's Like kind you of,
3: with the lucky lady. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah, we're coming up coming yep. up on renewal. I need yeah. to I need to be in
3: You're past twenty five though, right?
2: We're past twenty five, right. Yeah. yeah we're yeah. past coming up on uh this would be twenty nine.
3: All right. We're all pulling for you. <laughs> yeah,
2: well thanks. I mean <laughs> she it's a fait accompli. I mean, it's kind of just. See,
1: I don't know. I so it's not a one-year deal, it, then. Well, it
2: is.
3: It's a one-year deal. Am man. I
1: pulling for Chuck? Or am of, I pulling for Laura? I, kind of, I don't know who I'm <laughs> pulling for. Right. <laughs> now. I
3: kind of
2: feel like it's rubber stamp.
3: I think the lucky lady likes being the lucky lady. She feels very lucky, so I'm, <laughs> well, I'm pulling for both of you.
2: There's yeah. there's there's days when somebody says to her, "Oh, so you're the lucky lady? So, oh, if it's if I know that it's not been a particularly good day for for us." When she says, oh, yeah, that's that's me. When they For say it, us as in who? Like, me and her. You and her. Okay. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. Right. It's
3: yeah. quite an honor that comes with that title.
2: Mm, I'm not sure. that There's days when it's embraced, and then there's days when mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, not so much. I'm not feeling. She'll say. I'm not feeling so lucky today. That's what she'll <laughs> say. <laughs> we'll kind of pull something on her. And go, hey, I got this tonight. Or, hey, we got this tonight. And but,
1: text message to his phone in three, two, nah, nah. one.
2: She's getting ready to go coach him up over at Lovett Cooper today. So this, the spies will be out uh, for me uh, today. Over there. All right. So Rangers win last night. Win it going away. They put themselves in the American League Championship Series, and they'll take on the winner of Houston and Minnesota. Kind of looks like it's going to be the Astros. You feel like the Astros close it out today? Yes. Okay.
3: They've been great away from home.
2: Yeah. Juice box will be juicing uh, on Sunday if it's uh, the Rangers and the Astros. They'll be juicing with whomever it is if it's uh, up in Minneapolis, because if the Twins win, the Rangers have to go up there.
1: Well, it uh, won't be the juice box. It'll be it a different field. It'll be So I don't know field. that
2: they'll be juicing in another box. And, and that's something they brought up last night with regard to Scherzer, in that if it's in Minnesota, they may want to consider the 40-degree temperature and how his elbow might react or his arm might react up to, uh, to that.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: We'll have uh, the high school fan zone tonight on 100.7, the score. That'll be Friendship, Lubbock Cooper, and Liberty. Uh, Friendship will play host to Midland this uh, Friday night. We'll have it for you on Double T 97.3. Lubbock Cooper is at Abilene this week. We'll also uh, have the Monterey Plainsmen in action on Friday night. Tomorrow, uh, Cornell Mustangs play at Amarillo High. You'll hear that game on 96.9, the Bull. Okay. Mm-hmm. Today is uh, Wednesday. It's the day the work gets done. Rangers already took care of their work. They, they get to rest today. They, uh, they get the day off. Astros will play. And uh, we'll have that game for you on Double ninety 97.3 tonight. Our coverage begins at 5.30. And first pitch just after 6 tonight. The Astros have a chance to close out the Twinkies uh, tonight. And uh, we'll see. We'll see, what, uh, we'll see what happens there. All right. We we'll give you a couple of numbers here, and then I'm going to ask you. You can. It's going to be your choice. Um, Texas Tech so far this year in uh, in Big 12 play, opponents are are, are, on, are averaging six points. Texas Tech's defense has given up just 18 points, uh, seven at West Virginia and 11 at Baylor. So far in the Joey McGuire era, the Red Raiders have scored 35 points 9 times and the Red Raiders are a perfect 9 and 0 including 3 and 0 this year okay
3: I'm confused
2: what are you confused about
3: the whole thing start over okay
2: Texas Tech defense has given up in Big 12 play all right in 3 games 18 points in the second half, which is an average of six. Okay,
3: I okay. didn't hear that in the second half. Part. Okay. My bad.
2: The Texas Tech offense, in the total game, nine times in Coach McGuire's tenure here so far, brief as it is, has scored 35 points nine times, and they're 9-0 and in the season. Okay? My question for you is, Sir, my, my choice is—
3: <clears throat> They're and 9-0 in two years of scoring— 35, Thirty-five points or more.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, first, Mike. Here's first my question. My question is: Are we giving the defense enough credit this year, or even in other years? Is anybody not
1: giving them credit? Yeah. No, I don't. Th- okay, that's fair. No. Is somebody no. delusional in thinking that this, this is, is a is terrible defense? Offense?
3: No, my, I I think you're. I think the the defense is getting plenty okay. of credit.
2: Do you think they're getting plenty of credit? Okay. Yeah,
3: I think they're very much deserving of it.
2: Sure. I, I do too. I do too. Okay. And do you think they're getting you think they're getting enough credit, too.
3: Well, they could always have more
1: mm-hmm. because they're the reason you're winning these games. Yeah. It's not your offense.
3: Offense is they're mm-hmm. doing a more sexy and you're always gonna have more conversation mm-hmm. about the offense, but um I, I think everybody's extremely pleased with the defense.
2: All right, so do you want to hear about Tim DeRuder and the defensive coordinator going up against the K State offense or Zach Kitley, the offensive coordinator going up against the K State defense? Who do you want to hear from? Your choice. Um you know, Coach DeRuder or Coach Kitley? Coach Kitley. All right, here is
4: Coach Kitley on the Kansas State defense. Yeah, I mean, they're the 14th ranked defense in the country, I want to say, in rush defense. Um, So they've done a really good job all year stopping the run. Uh, Pretty much similar to what you saw last year. You know, they're kind of kind of be that 3-2-6-ish defense. um, Kind of gotten a little bit almost a more 3-3-5, you know, against Oklahoma State and a little bit here and there. But, again, I think the biggest thing with Kansas State, which you see every time you play them, I mean, they play – Really, really hard. Their coach really, really well. Don't make a lot of mistakes. You know, they play in their gaps. They they hit where they're supposed to hit. And um, again, I think they're just coached really well, and those guys play with extreme effort every snap. And so that's kind of going to be my challenge. To our guys this week. So we got to strain more than they do. We got to finish blocks and and uh, have a great game plan and be ready to execute at a high level. There's that word again, strain.
2: You know, this this uh, little thing in my head sounded a lot better than what it came out. <clears throat> Which. Just the whole this whole portion of the program, it sounded it sounded better when I was thinking about it than how I executed it. So I did not execute that with the precision of the K State uh, offense, defense, or culture, and just in terms of not making mistakes.
3: Okay, well okay. we're all allowed to get better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so Kansas State's defense, it's it's you know he talked about the. <sighs> You know six defensive backs that they'll play with a lot of time first off Kansas State definitely down one defensive corner mm-hmm. one, one defensive starter at, at a corner position and then the other one's questionable that's great news terrific news uh, I felt like they were missing assignments more in the Oklahoma State game than I could ever remember um, whether that be letting receivers open down the field or that whether that be letting, you know, a back out of the backfield or just an underneath route for Oklahoma State um, and, and they would there would be a back coming out of the backfield to to, to make a catch as a, a second or third option for Alan Bowman the Oklahoma State quarterback and there wouldn't be anybody 10 yards from him and so it just felt like um I don't know if it was the defensive alignment or if it was just because they had so many new guys playing because of injuries that there were a lot of guys not, not understanding their scheme and where they needed to be for Kansas State. So, um, you know, he he talked about them always being – Coach Kitley said, you know, always in their gaps, always in the right place, whatever mm-hmm. – Totally agree, normally, but that was not them on Friday sure, night against sure. Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, their run defense has been really impressive this year so far this season, one of the best in the country. And so because of that, I feel like you are going to have to use the passing attack more against Kansas State. Well, them playing with the sixth defensive back scares me a little bit, obviously, because that makes it that that much more difficult. Uh, to try to complete passes. But um, I, I think they're going to force you to to throw it a little bit more than you have been the last couple of weeks because of their stout run defense. And you're going to have to be good. And Baron Morton has to be disciplined enough to accept the fact that, hey, I'm, I'm not going to throw into the teeth of those six defensive backs. I'm going to check down, and we're going to take five here, and we're going to take six here, and we're going to just keep moving the chains. And I think he's done that so far the last couple of weeks and I think he's going to need to do more of that this week. But, um, you know, the other part of that is at some point you got to take some shots and stretch the field a little bit, and that will open things up in the passing game as well for some of that underneath stuff. But uh, their defense scares me, and I just don't think they as a team, as a whole, offensively or defensively, they'll play as bad as they did last week where it looked like that looked like their rock-bottom game for them.
2: They always kind of have one of those games too. I mean, you
3: would have thought Missouri was it because they didn't look very good in that game either.
2: Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. You no, know, you're 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 not wrong. I mean, they they they, they don't have those kinds of games back to back. We get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Most confusing question ever. Thanks for joining the morning drive. That's your. This must be your maiden voyage. <laughs>
3: New in uh, fairness, I, new he didn't
1: say most confusing answer. He said most confusing question. No, no,
3: right. I, I, I mean, I was definitely confused yeah, where no, the question I was. was and yeah, I'm, what, I'm two sure. of us. Yeah, okay.
2: Um, you know, again, again, it sounded. You know, sometimes there's clarity in your mind, and it doesn't come out that way. Yeah. You know? And
3: sometimes we dream it in our head, but
2: mm-hmm. that doesn't mean. And it sometimes works
3: out I well. can I can follow. Like you know me well enough, even when I'm asking something silly, you know what I meant. Yeah. Okay, and and, and sometimes I can do that with you, but I was I was not. I, was, I lost you that on way. that one. Somebody
2: yeah. says Chuck needs to strain.
3: I fell off the back of the truck.
2: <laughs> yeah, Chuck needs to strain. <laughs> how do you feel? How do y'all feel? Tech has four quarterbacks playing in the Big Twelve: Donovan Smith, Alan Bowman, and two here. Yeah, no. It's, no, that's it's, crazy it is, it is crazy when you think about it um it kind of is what it is uh caden says i was at the k-state game when matt Wells was fired after i feel like beating k-state would erase that memory of how terrible they were mm. <laughs> okay I, I i would just like to beat them i mean that'd be nice we haven't done that very much
0: over the last 10 years like once this is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. I'm out of questions, so it's
2: all yours.
3: Okay, so this is a bit of a goofy one.
2: <laughs> well, we are just the guys to be able to
3: handle this. We kind of stumbled into it yesterday on the bottom line, and, uh, and I wanted to get your you guys your okay. answers. Uh, on this one as well. Okay, so you're at three and three on the season. Mm-hmm. You have six games remaining on your schedule. All right. Right? Mm-hmm. So you could end up nine and three. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, but we're not cl- claiming you're going to do that. Okay. Okay. Let's say you have, you could have a choice. Would you rather be? And I'm gonna get I'm gonna be try to go more realistic here. Okay, I'm gonna be more realistic. Would you rather be seven and five with a loss to the Longhorns to end the season mm-hmm. or six and six and one of those six wins included winning your last game against the Longhorns? Which would you prefer? How much does the game against Texas mean to you?
1: This is quite possibly the last time we're going to play Texas for a very long time. Right. I we're will going to take,
3: play them in the national championship game next year.
1: It could be. Yeah. Right. I mean, they've got to be good, too. And, you know, I'm not ready to say that they're going to be good next okay. year. No. Um, I will take 6-6 six and six with your last win being over them right now. Um, the, the last time you played A&M in football didn't go so well. That's a that's a bitter pill to swallow. That every time I think about that game, I know that 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 Tech lost that game. I will take the win over Texas to go six and six.
3: I don't even remember the last game against AM. Is that the one where we're, that we had a block block punt against us that really cost us in like a three point game? Yeah. Was that the last game against I the so, Aggies? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: Okay, so you're th- you're three and three right now, and you're going to suffer three more losses and have three more wins.
3: If you're at six and six.
2: If you're at six and six.
1: But the sixth one is against Texas.
2: Right.
3: So that means you're going to go two and three over your next five.
2: Right. And so that that means that you're going to lose a home game in there.
1: Also means you're winning a road game.
2: Right. No, I understand
1: that. And it probably won't. But a win over Texas could knock them out of the Big 12 championship game.
2: I, I, you know, no, normally under – and I think I probably am thinking the same thing that everybody else is thinking. Under normal circumstances, yeah, you want seven and five. You want – it gives you a better bowl spot. It gives you – it's a better record. But to say that you went down there and ended their regular season in the Big 12, who knows, a, a second loss or if they have a third loss – might knock them out of the Big Twelve Championship game. Because it's six and six, it's not gonna put you in it, but you could certainly be the spoiler. So sign me up for the six and six.
3: I this is hard it's really not hard for me to answer, okay. But here I will say this. Okay, I'm all in on give me seven and five. I um
2: with a loss at Texas.
3: I I handle the losses that I feel like we should lose better. Hmm. Okay. I hate losing games to Baylor or TCU or West Virginia, where I feel like we're the better team. I mean, that drives me nuts. But losing to Texas or to A&M or to um, Oklahoma, when I know that they have so much more money and resources, it just doesn't get to me. It doesn't bother me as much. Do I love beating those teams? Absolutely, I do. So I would prefer the seven and five. But the only thing that could maybe what you guys are touching on, I think you're making good points. If we were able to make this decision with two weeks left in the season, right? Okay. Right. I I might buy into what you guys were saying if it knocked Texas out, but here's the deal. I think Oklahoma is going to be in anyways. And so, and I don't think there's anybody else in the big 12 conference. that's close to being as good as Oklahoma or Texas. You guys disagree. I mean, I think even with another loss, I'm not saying that neither that either one, both of those teams are not going to lose a game here or there. They probably will, okay? I just don't think it would knock them out. I think they're both going to have cushion. I think they're going to be head and shoulders above everybody else. <clears throat> and so I It don't looks think, like
2: that way right now.
3: And I don't think it's going to factor in. They, you may beat them, and they still get in. Mm-hmm. And so, eh, whip-dee-doo, they're still playing in the conference championship game. Yeah. And I also, I, I just, right now, if you ask me to predict that game right now, I'm picking the Longhorns by about 30. Okay. Because of your boy Brett, Yormark. I just think he circled that game on their calendar. <laughs> my, boy. my boy. Fucking Sharpie. Because you loved the comment. I did okay? like the comment. I, yes. did, I liked it. I liked the bravado. Yes. I liked it. Yeah. Yes. That's. Right up your alley. Okay. So he's your boy. Makes it sound,
2: makes, makes me sound like a bad person. Uh, <laughs> no,
3: you're not a bad person. <laughs> uh, I so think, I just, I'm afraid that we're going to get, you know, really handed to us in that game.
2: I think if Coach McGuire were sitting right here in between us, he'd agree with you. He'd take the seven and five. I think so too. Because he, he is all about winning. Yeah. And he is, he is all about, um, you know, putting as many up in the left hand column as uh as possible.
3: I mean, give me Oh man.
1: If it's any other team, I agree with you. Yeah. And I agree with him. Seven and five better than six and six. Give oh, me I'll...
3: give me the wins over TCU and Kansas over Texas any day of the week. If this weren't the last time and I don't you're I gonna play Texas. I don't care. They're about to go away. Yeah, and I want
1: them to go away with a loss from us. That's the catch. I don't control that, but if I get to pick it, that's why I'm going this yeah. way. They're going to remember you know, this loss as the last
3: one. Are they, though? No, you know but what they're going to say? You know what they're going to say? Who? What's the all time <laughs> record? Yeah. They're going to go, oh, yeah, that puts you at like 66 to 11 now. Sure. Whoop de doo. Okay, sure. So, that's what they're going to say. It's not like we're going to have bragging rights over them. We just won the last one.
2: Yeah. Uh, look, I, I was I, I was real close to two. being two. You're
3: I, right. Very good point.
2: I was real close to taking the seven to taking the seven and five, but just to kind of if it could ruin their day. But let me ask you this: If you have just take the Texas game out, if you have four wins left in you, do you want it? Over, who do you want it over? You've got K State. You want the three home games: K State, TCU, and UCF, and then which of the road games at BYU or at Kansas? Because I, I think you want the at Kansas.
3: You're asking the wrong guy if that's a question. That's a no brainer for me.
0: At Kansas? Yes. Okay. Versus at, at BYU? Yeah. yeah. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: <clears throat> Some days it does feel like a bit of a slow ride. Hey, good morning. It is 8.15 this morning here on the Morning Drive. I feel like that's been uh, relatively fast. Fast uh life in the fast lane this morning.
3: Okay. It's, rel- gone. it's rel- gone fast.
2: Relatively relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, one one thing, um, well lots of things about Saturday's game. We'll have we'll have it for you on double T973, of course. Optimum game day live coverage begins at seven a.m. from the Fraser Alumni Pavilion. We'll have the kick at six. The uh, Kansas State Wildcats last year took down Texas Tech 37 to 28 in Manhattan. The thing about that game was 343 yards rushing. Tim DeRitter, the uh, Texas Tech defensive coordinator, was asked on Monday about this Kansas
4: State offense and the pro- problems it poses. Really good, uh, well-coached football team. Uh, very balanced on offense. Uh, they've got a, a, a trigger guy in Howard who uh, acts like a veteran. You know, He started about half the games last year. And, and he looks like it. Uh, he's very poised. Uh, he's a big guy, 6'5", 235, 240. Uh, he's got a cannon arm. He can run well uh, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, he, he looks like a Josh Allen back there running, running their offense. And so he really makes the offense go um, up front, very experienced offensive line, very physical, very well coached in what they do. They're very multiple in their run game they want to lead with the run but if you look at them statistically they're almost 50 50 exactly um in in what they're calling why so they keep you off balance where you can't just load up against the run uh you know you get rid of deuce last year and you breathe the sigh of release till you get giddens this year and he doesn't look like him but he's a big physical back who who runs through people runs around them and uh he's he's been really good in their scheme and and then you've got a tight end and Sinnott that you have to worry about. And then you've got skill guys outside that, you know, are, are, are getting some chunk plays for them. So it, it's a very difficult offense to, you know, prepare for. And our guy's going to have to do a great job of having great eyes and, you know, hopefully stopping the run so we can get them some predictable third and, you know, uh, long situations.
2: Yeah, you know, they. I mean, they just kind of had your will with you last year with the 343 yards. I mean – you're not going to win. That's a for, big number. You're not going to win very many ball games, and you give up over 300 yards rushing. Um, almost 350, almost. Yeah, right. It was three, three, forty three. Yet you were within, you know, nine points of them. Uh, and Will Howard, I mean, he he is a big guy, and and that is a concern. And it, I mean, you kind of feel like that. We've seen this Kansas State offense, no matter who the coach has been. Uh, with the exception maybe of Ron Prince back in those dark days for K-State.
3: Those were the good old days. Those are the
2: good old days for everybody else because they they're feasted on, feasted on them. But, I mean, they have that quarterback that can run, you know, can tuck it under and just scamper upfield or, or get outside the tackles and, you know, pick up first downs on third and long or whatever. And so it is –
3: they really use their quarterback similar to the way the Red Raiders were using Tyler Shuck. Mm-hmm. Go back to the Oregon game where it was, you know, delayed quarterback keeper. Um, that that's what Kansas State does and does it really, really well. You no matter which quarterback they've yeah, had over yeah, the years, yeah. the Colin Clines and Colin Kleins and all that. they all those guys, they've yeah. all done that really, really well. And uh uh that's one of the things that really scares me about this offense. Usually they have a massive offensive line and then a physical quarterback. Uh, to run behind him. And then I don't know that they have quite the – you know, they they don't have Deuce Vaughn back there, so they don't have quite the dynamic running back that they've had in years past, but I still think they have a good one. And then the other thing that Kansas State – when I think Kansas State's offense, I think quarterback run, play-action pass. Those are the two things that scare me, and I'm, I'm equally scared coming into this one. Um, You know, they'll – quarterback draw quarterback draw quarterback draw and about the time you think okay we know what they're doing um you know it's a it's play action and they're hitting their tight end down the seam and it just makes me nauseous I mean, know, so they're they're always really tough offensively
2: they they are averaging 203 <laughs> yards rushing on the season they're fourth in the Big 12 um excuse me yeah 202 yards rushing their offense is 257 Yards rushing or t- two hundred fifty seven yards in total offense and you know <clears throat> man that's just they just run they run they run they run they run um, so you know it's I'm sorry the total offense is four sixty passing is two fifty seven and rushing is two hundred two so I don't mean I don't want to confuse the numbers there too much but and that's what Coach DeRuiter was talking about it's almost a fifty fifty mix of run and 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 throwing the ball. They're they're eighth in throwing the ball. Red Raiders right now in throwing the ball, they're eleventh, eleventh.
3: Yeah, I mean the last two games, Chuck, you've thrown for less than two hundred yards I know. in both of those I know. contests. So I know. Um, the completion percentage has been good for Baron Morton. Mm-hmm. You just haven't aired it out a bunch, and you haven't thrown it thrown it deep a bunch either. So. Um, I think he's and thrown And
1: Taj Brooks has been doing really well. Yeah. Sure he has. I no, think no question. Thrown,
3: he's thrown 48 passes if memory serves me correctly over the last two games in those mm-hmm. in those two starts. And so you haven't been throwing it as much and um and then you've been running the ball like Jeff Jeff's pointing too. So there's that. <laughs> it's shocking to see the Red Raiders at 11th but at the same time if you really look at how they're running their working their offense now it shouldn't be that surprising.
2: Do you think this is a game that's uh, the winners in the mid 30s?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think if you, both, both offenses will be able to score.
2: I mean, if you look at uh, you know, the most recent history, you go back to 2019, it was 30-27 K-State, 2020 yeah.
3: 31-21. And that wouldn't surprise me there if it was 30 to 24, 30 mm-hmm. to 23, that also wouldn't shock
2: yeah. me. 25-24 and 21. It's a uh, Matt Wells game. And then uh, 37 to 28 uh, last year uh, won in Manhattan by uh, by k State so uh, front row Heckler who cares about stats for your winning games No, I, I get it I get it it's just it's something you have to take a look at and kind of kind of see where what what they can what they can do
3: but would you say that okay so you've thrown for less than 200 yards would you say that you're struggling in the passing game over the last two weeks
2: doesn't necessarily feel that way I wouldn't say that yeah Done, I, would, I would
3: not say that at all. Done. Your quarterback has thrown five touchdowns to just one interception, mm-hmm. so you've used it sporadically. And um, you know, I think Coach McGuire he talked about it this week. He feels like it's you're going to see uh, the the passing game open up a little bit more as as more teams put extra guys near the line of scrimmage, trying to slow down your run running attack, and that makes total sense. So you use the run to set up the pass and. Um, and hopefully, Baron Morton continues to get healthier and healthier, and you know, see, you see them take some more shots. He also mentioned um, that they had a game plan this week that was going to try to get Jaron Bradley involved, and he was—he said Bradley was really excited about it. So I, I think that's great because I—I I, I think you really need to get him going. Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah, so I mean that'd be. That'd be great. I mean, he's he, the other thing is, is he's going to have to, he's going to have to catch the ball when you throw it to him too. I mean, you got to, you got maybe, and maybe you start off with just trying to build a little confidence, you know, when in your quarterback and in your receiver, um, that yeah, if you have to throw the ball to him, no matter what he what 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 they would throw at him, he's going to catch the ball, because he's had he's had a little bit of that. This he's year. had some of that. No question. You know, he's had a little bit of the yips.
3: But well, I think more than anything, it's it's not as much about the drops. It feels like he just hasn't created separation mm-hmm. for whatever reason.
2: Special teams could play a factor in this. Tech is uh, is first in the Big Twelve in kick returns, second in punt returns, second in net punting. K State is sixth, eighth, and sixth uh, respectively. So I mean, you could and it, what you're going to have to do is it's it's crazy just,
3: to think that you're going into a game against Kansas State saying, "Hey, I think we got the big advantage there in the special teams." Kansas State's always been great in special teams. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Whether it's blocking punts or returning kickoffs or, you know, whatever, they've always been better. And honestly, I know it ended up being a nine-point game, but it feels like a missed field goal last year was a difference in the game. It's completely swung the momentum.
2: Mm-hmm. The, the other thing, too, is you're you're just going to have to be able to run the football. So K-State average is giving up less than 100 yards per ball game. 93. Um And the Red Raiders have been rushing for about 179. I I think if you're over 150, you're very much in the football game and probably have a chance to win it. But if they hold you down to 93, man, it's going to be really, really difficult.
3: Yeah. At that point, you're going to have to say – Baron Morton and his receivers had a big day. Yeah, you're going
0: to win that
2: if game. If you're going to win that game.
0: This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T97 3 podcasts at double T97 com.